and welcome back one week later to another episode of Burn This Podcast. Burn This Record. You don't I, even I, know the name of our podcast. I, I say it every time. <laughs> Burn This Podcast. Um, that's what I think that's. Are you? I don't know. Is it like some kind of like Freudian? That's thing? what I'm starting to wonder. Well, I just hope we fail. No, I hope <sighs> that everyone who listens to this is still mad at Jeff. <laughs> for his opinions last week on uh, OK Computer. Did you see what our, my friend Teresa said? No. That I get my musical taste from QAnon? <laughs> well, I've, <laughs> I've known that for a long time. Okay. Um, yeah. No, apparently if you search burn this record, th- like there's a warning about QAnon. I promise you <laughs> there is nothing QAnon about what we're doing. No. And if you're out there and you're a QAnon listener, stop. Just yeah, whatever they are, I don't even know, but you need to not be with... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, change the channel. Weirdos. Uh, Jeff, we, we've got a lot to talk about today, but before we get into it, I want to I ask you about aging. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. So, I've never been good <laughs> at keeping up with certain items. Okay. So, in my house, when I walk in, apparently, as soon as I cross my door, my threshold... I go blank. I black out. And my keys just end up wherever. (laughs) So I lose my keys, and I'm not kidding, five times a week. That is, you do, because I've witnessed it at work. That's right. Because I, in my brain, my sick brain, will say, hey, Brando, put your keys in a place where there's no way you'll forget them, like the fridge or (laughs) on the counter uh, in the basement next to the laundry, like my brain's like, there's no way I'll forget that. Yeah. And every time I forget it and the very next time it's time to put my keys down, that's where my brain goes. Oh my gosh. So do you lose anything like that with, uh, regularity? No, because I've become too, uh, my neuroses will not allow me to, I know where my keys are at all times because they never leave my pants pocket because I wear jeans like two or three times in a row. Gotcha. Yeah. So I have three pairs of pants. Yeah. I have no four now. Yeah. So I have a pair of black jeans. I have two pairs of blue jeans and I have khakis. Yeah. And then whichever one is least dirty and or, uh, you know, clean. Yeah. That's, that's what I wear. It's that's never right. like, Oh, I wonder what would look good with this. It's what is clean. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing about like, I don't lose things. Like for instance, I started this when we got married, my ring at night, I don't like to wear it at night. Of course you don't wear a ring. You have a tattoo there. We're about to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> my ring at night goes on my glasses, like the ear th- piece from my glasses and so folds smart. up and then next to my, my bed on the nightstand. Tell me about the ring story. What are you going to, what are you going to say? So I think some people might think it's so weird that you don't sleep with your ring on. You think so? I think so. Yeah. But I, so I, Hey, I'm not a jewelry guy unless it's in my face. Yeah. Okay. So I have a nose ring. Uh, my face at one time looked like a tackle box. Uh, lots of piercings. <laughs> Did but your father say that to you? <laughs> no, my father just wouldn't speak to me and looked at me with disdain and disappointment. Uh, but that hasn't changed. And then you grew up. And then what about the nose rings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I don't wear a wedding ring. I have a tattoo on my ring finger because I have lost two wedding bands oh my gosh so we never got real expensive ones we just went to 
trigger warning, Walmart, and uh, <laughs> picked out these like cheap little one for me. Of course, she got a real nice one. Yeah. Uh, I love you, baby. I know you're listening. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was on a kayaking trip and boom, there goes one. We got a replacement and it wasn't two weeks and that sucker was off. So then I got the tattoo. That's good. Um, and so I lose even wedding rings. And then I got one of those, like, I don't know if they're Quelo, like the silicone rings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get used to jewelry on my hands. Yeah. Well, I don't like to sleep in it because I feel suffocated. <laughs> I know. By your, uh, do you wear shorts to sleep? Boxers. Just boxers. Yeah. Or whatever, boxer briefs or whatever. Gotcha. But no, like, bikini bottoms. No, sir. That's not. That's not the Jeff way. Uh, I t- I typically sleep in. I like what you say, gym shorts, as opposed to. We used to call them basketball shorts or uh, ball shorts for short, uh-huh. but that just sounds terrible. Okay. Uh, and so gym shorts is a much cooler thing, and that's what I sleep in. Yeah. Uh, I've never lost those. That's good. But uh, thank thank the Lord. Uh, you better not ever lose the tattoo on your finger. That would be a very painful thing to lose. I know. Well, I, I've always thought and joked about like if I get divorced. Uh, which baby, please, please don't <laughs> leave me. Uh, but yeah, if I ever got divorced, uh, I don't know what I cheese grate it off. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'd just be like, Oh, I was divorced. Uh, yeah, my just wife get a big, like, what are those, the, the circle with the line through it? Like no smoking. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd just be like, psych, like down my other fingers. Uh, but anyway, it's cool though. It's a picture of an anchor. I get it. It That's right. makes sense to me. I'm home. I'm not mm-hmm. searching. Yep. Not that my the pool I was in, there was you could barely just turn around in the small dating pool of women who were attracted to me. So anyway, we're not here to talk about how women despise me. Mm. Uh, we're here to talk about. Uh, two records. Yes. And we're going to talk about my record first because we talked about yours last week. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get started this week with Me Without You. So, Jeff, I'm going to tell you just a, a quick little bit. Me Without You is my favorite band for years. Yeah. Um, before I got really into Frank Ocean and his amazing record, Blonde, uh, Catch for Us the Foxes was my favorite record. Frank of all Ocean, time. first of all, is not even the best person with the last name Ocean in music. Anyway, moving on. The rage <laughs> that is building. It's my guitar over here. Okay, Jeff's guitar fell. Uh, we're yeah. Here we go. So, the first time I heard me without you, I want to give a disclaimer for everyone. If you haven't listened already, uh, l- let me give you this disclaimer. If you've already listened, you already know what I'm about to say. Me without you is not a band for everyone, but if you are into punk rock. And when I say punk rock, I don't mean like, you know, garage band, three chords and the angsty. I'm talking about like punk rock, like the Stooges, Gorilla Biscuits, Dinosaur Jr. Even though those bands all fit into other categories like shoegaze, we've like come up with things to uh, describe them better. Me Without You at the heart of it is a punk band, um, I would say, especially on their first record. But uh, the first time I heard Me Without You was on a tooth and nail sampler that I got. I don't even know when it was. I think I got it. It's like, this is solid state or this is tooth and nail. Um, And I remember the song on it was four word letter and I didn't get it. Now four word letters on this record and, uh, or part two, and we'll, we'll talk about it. But uh, in this band, their vocalist, Aaron Weiss, uh, he's beloved 
in the community. And many people cite him as either A, their favorite Tooth and Nail band, which Tooth and Nail was a pretty big Christian label back then, um, with bands like Under Oath, Norma Jean, um, all those, uh, MXPX was on there for a bit, like Zayo. Uh, and it was big in the Christian scene, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you weren't aware of that. So Aaron Weiss, uh, great lyricist. Uh, you know, I say often that lyrics don't matter. Lyrics definitely matter in this band. Uh, they're a bit silly, okay? This guy eats out of dumpsters, and he's a freegan. I have to admit, okay, so I did not pay that close of attention to the lyrics. We'll get to the why. Okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, foreshadowing. Uh, this album came out October 15th of 2004. It was produced by Brad Wood, who produced bands like Sunny Day Real Estate, Touche Amore, Liz Fair, Say Anything, and Pete Yorn. You're gonna you're setting this up way more than I'm gonna set the park record up. Well, that we'll get to why that is later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't get I didn't get this band at first because he's like shouting and he's not really singing. But then I don't know what happened. Uh, I listened to a song by Norma Jean called "Memphis Shall Be Laid to Waste," and at the end of that song, "Memphis Shall Be Laid to Waste." Uh, the album is Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child. But at the end of that song, Memphis Shall Be Laid to Waste, Aaron Weiss uh, has like a, an ending verse or he's on the very ending of the song. And I thought, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. And so went on a deep dive, uh, got their first record, uh, A is Greater Than B Equals Life. People just shorten it to AB Life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this album came out, Catch for Us the Foxes. So mm-hmm. with all that uh, set up, Jeff, tell me about... Catch for us the foxes. Last week you said, I don't think you'll like it. That's what I said. And let's see if you're right. Okay. All right. So this song, or this record starts out with a song called Torches. Torches Together. Together. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't write this with like capitalization. So <laughs> I only saw Torches capitalized in my notes. Gotcha. Torches Together opens with a fun riff and a strong drum beat. And the vocals are like, an acquired taste. Uh, like sure. That's what you said. But you know, if you really believe that you agree with me that they're an acquired taste, you've sort of set it up that way. Oh, 100%. So you need to try more IPAs. Um, moving on. The vocals are <laughs> an acquired taste. It feels goofy at first, like hearing him like, why burn? Yeah. What are you tell me to do? Mom, <laughs> no. what are you doing? Now? <laughs> he doesn't really sound like that. Uh, but you get used to it, and I actually start to appreciate it. Good. Um, I also noticed, <laughs> for some reason, the percussion really sticks out to me. There's a tambourine in there where you just don't get that much in this kind of music. Oh, yeah, there is. And I really appreciated it. I'm not a big tambourine fan. I didn't know that tambourine was one of your litmus tests for great bands. Well, I mean, I do love the gin blossoms. Oh, I, who doesn't? There's love a the ton gin of tambourine in the gin blossoms. Okay. Uh, it's, it's fun. The, this is the only thing I'll say this, the strum, the guitar, that lyric is weird. So it's a guy who doesn't play guitar singing that he does. He does. Uh, no, most guitar players never say the word strum. So Aaron, see, Aaron's an enigma for a long time. I thought he was, I thought this band was really progressive because I thought Aaron was on the spectrum. Mm, like, I did, yeah, I don't want to say anything, but yeah, I agree. No, I, I, I did think that, because I had heard a rumor. Uh-huh. You know how rumors used to be on like Reddit and stuff. And so uh, I believed it for a long time. And so I'm like, it is so awesome. And he is so like in tune spiritually and emotionally. And like, 
I was just so impressed by it. Now, I don't think he's on the spectrum. Um, I think he came out in a Reddit, Ask Me Anything, or his brother, where he uh, they were like, no. <laughs> Why would you? He's just a weird dude, and that's okay. Uh, that's how I like to, to say it. Aaron's a weird dude. He eats from dumpsters. I wrote, I thought you'll probably hate this song. Mm. Lyrically, on the record, it's their weakest. Um, but, like, I... I me and my wife are going to get torches on our hands. So you went through this. this and said, "Here's what I think Jeff will say about all these songs." Oh, well, not every song. Okay, but I wrote down like my notes about this band. How interesting are uh, few and far between. Okay, go ahead. So I was just going to say, you, you always say lyrics don't matter. I will say that's true unless you repeat the phrase over and over again, like strum the guitar. That I don't know, but I can picture the band playing this song live and how like people in the crowd must be like going crazy singing it back at them every song i've seen them live three times okay every song everyone is screaming every word along with aaron and Mm. aaron does the thing i hate which we were just talking about where he's so either he's trying to be artistic and change up the rhythm but he purposefully doesn't sing them on time all the time he probably honestly and this is no no crap don't say can't no 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 it's not that he can't just the way this band does singing, quote unquote yeah. singing, uh, he may not remember from the recording. I'm serious. Oh, he remembers. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Also, with the lyrics, it says, I can't remember what the lyric is, but my question was, who dances to a flute anyway? You played the flute, but no one was dancing, and you played a sad song, but no one was crying. That's that from last scripture. part's great. Okay, see, I'm not a good Christian. Yeah, so neither is he. He, uh, <laughs> so let, let me just give a little more background. Aaron was raised with a Jewish father and a Sunni Muslim mother. Sunni or wow. Sufi, I know nothing about Islam. But they both met at a ashram for a guy named Bawa Muhayyadeen. Who is like this Indian? Man, you know a lot. They were my this. favorite band. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I knew. The, <laughs> I guess I do know the like Blink One Eighty Two's favorite Mexican restaurant from their Sombrero. hometown. So yeah, you know that too. But you don't even care about that band. No, I told you I liked that last record. You, you made me like listen it, to. Yeah. So, uh, but they met at Bua, Bawa Muhayadin, and he's also in. So he's more of an interfaith guy and a okay. spiritual guy Fair. than just a Christian. Although at the time of this record coming out, he was in like the height of his Christianity. Okay. So moving on from that, I, it was weird. Yeah. I, the, the dances to the flute, because I didn't catch that scripture reference. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I don't know who does that. What a weird freaking. He, now he's an English professor and an ethics professor in Philadelphia. Okay. All right. So moving on, the next song is called January, 1979. This song freaking rules. Yes. Is this a is this the hit, if you will, from this yes. record? Because I feel like I've heard it before. This this song won the MTV U. Remember when that was yeah, a thing? Yeah, yeah. The Woody Awards. Okay, which hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in this they, they have a music video for this uh, that was pretty big in the college circuit. And this actually is a song that put them on the scene outside of like mm-hmm. Christianity or just really cool people. Yeah, turn off your freaking murmur. All right. Uh, Anyway, moving on. So still in this song, I like that um, there's this great energy in this song. And then like 
it was a good song to play second on the album because yeah. his vocal that was sort of hard to deal with at first, you know, they sound so desperate now and like, okay. In a good way. And the background vocals are like this sing songy, which gives hope for the melody, which you kind of, I kind of needed that after that first okay. song. Um, and that's what I think of that song. I think it's fun and awesome. And then the next song is tie me up. Hold on. Okay, you got more to say about that one? Uh, I've got something to say about every song on this record. Okay, go ahead. For most of them. It's so, going to be a long episode. It is. My favorite line from January 1979 is, my life's a cup of sugar I borrowed before time began and forgot to return. Mm. It's such a good, and I wrote, aren't the aren't the guitars and instrumentation just so glorious and beautiful, especially at the end of the song? Yeah. It is a banger. Loved it. You're right. Yeah, the thing about this record here's okay. I was gonna say this earlier that I didn't hear the lyrics well is because you kind of can't. You sort of have to either listen to it a lot or read the lyrics yeah. along with it. Do you remember when you would get a record for the first oh, yeah. time and you would lay on your bed or sit in a chair and listen to the music and read the lyrics along with it? Yes. So, do you remember yeah. that you should never read the lyrics before you hear the song? Do you agree with that? Oh, one hundred percent. Because they sound—they are so stupid unless you hear the song with it. I I, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> if you write poetry and then put it to music, <laughs> Anthony Kiedis, uh, Jim Morrison, both terrible bands and frontmen. Go ahead. <laughs> Tie me up. Untie me. Hell yeah. Sounds exactly. This song sounds exactly what I think "Me Without You" sounds like. I feel like this is a good song to point to if you wanted to give a general overview of this band's sound. For, for for this record at least yeah um i like the i noticed more percussion yes this is the thing i really like that loosely open hi-hat yeah in the background and because i you know this isn't a record i've spent a whole lot of time with i can't remember exactly what this song sounds like but okay. it was also great yeah uh i'm so glad i'm so happy right now <laughs> my favorite lyric from this song <clears throat> Is yes, she, this is good. You're going to fill in the lyric gaps here. Yeah, this is good. She's like a hot cloth on a fevered head and like a needle. She leads me while I follow like thread. Tie me up, untie me. All this wishing I was dead is getting old. It's getting old. It goes on, but it's old. And it's then, getting old. And then he says, and I haven't even thought about killing myself in almost five months. Oh, wow. So this guy definitely struggled with suicidal depression. Oh, wait till the uh, next record we at, talk about. At anyway. times. I know I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, so that's that song. Um, all right. Maybe my favorite song on this record is the next song, Leaf. It's a great song. It is so cool. It envelops like it envelops me like with the swell into a subtle hit that takes us into like a cool soundscape. And this is funny. Seriously, everything I was railing against Radiohead for last week shows up in this song with like the drums and the soundscapes. Yeah. But I don't care because I'm just some guy. And <laughs> if you want to take my opinion, like I know what I'm talking about. That's on you. But uh, okay. this is I think this is my favorite song on the record. It's just a beautiful song. Those guitars Ugh. and the atmosphere atmosphere of this song totally good uh you got some lyrics for me i do I'll, all right i'll throw you back into the cupboard with all the chipped and dirty plates i just love i love because you can see it mm -hmm. right and oh 100 i'm like oh hey that's my first apartment <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh that's my mom anytime she got mad when i was a kid uh i'm just kidding mom uh she didn't do that so the next song disaster tourism we talked about album placement once on this podcast yeah this song is beautifully placed on this record could not agree more because uh the lead singer finally sings 
He does. And it's simple, but it gave me a melody that I was longing for. Like he goes back to his signature talk sing thing, but that's okay. Like I needed that. I feel fine with it. I'm not a fan of screaming bands or screamo, but I wanted some in this song. Yeah. I wish somebody would have like a Jeff Rickley or Richley or however you say his name from Thursday. I wanted that kind of screaming. Okay. In this song. So this song is one of my favorites on the record. It's great. And I promise I won't do this for the rest of the time. These are the longest lyrics that I will read. Okay. But I, I they're so Should good. I take a bathroom break right now? Or? <laughs> uh, like cocaine, their green eyes fixed on the television to pass the time until their two miles of elegant blinds halfway raised for the watching as you walked by. Look, come to the window. She carries a candle in midday. While the sun's still so high, but you knew better than to pay mind to what people in the devil say. Call me outside, I'll come running down into your vacant, intoxicating night. If you call me outside to their haunted streets, their red electric lights. Oh, I'm on the sad side of a nowhere town, but sister, I'm all you got. So call me outside and I'll come running down, then not another word. And the way he ends that lyric, when it goes into that instrumental guitar part, that Mm -hmm. bump, 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 it's... There's so much urgency and like uh, weight to how he ends it. Oh, come running down. Mm-hmm. Then not another word. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you can get past the the kind of yelling vocals, um, they're just the lyrics are beautiful, even though lyrics don't matter anywhere else. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that about uh, when I was talking about the song. um January 1979. I was going to say those vocals have a lot of urgency in them as well, but I couldn't think of the word that I wanted to use. Sure. That's kind of why I said desperate. Yeah, for sure. That's why I said that. I meant urgency. It's it's great. All right, where are we? Seven Sisters? Yeah. So this is really all I have to say. I don't have a lot to say about Seven Sisters, but I think it has a bass groove that is so freaking awesome. Yeah. And the bass stood out to me on this song, and it was probably sticking out the entire time through the record, but it hit me on this song more than the rest. I don't know why. So this is my favorite instrumentation on the record. Okay. And I wrote that bass line. So uh, their bass player at the time of the recording of this was Daniel Pishock, and he left and is now like a dentist in Philadelphia. uh, And he was replaced by a guy named Greg Jahanahine, who was I think that's how you say his name. He was in a he was in a band that they were all in together before me without you called Operation not Operation Ivy, The Operation. Right. And uh so it was cool that he comes back in later to play. That is bass. interesting. I was reading about that on their Wikipedia page. There's not a ton about them on I'm like sure. this record, I looked at the Wikipedia page for the record, nothing. No information. But the band, it's it's a yeah. it's a novel. Yeah. So yeah. The next song is The Soviet, mm. which this was kind of cool. It's It fades into the song. You know, like songs, just for the casual listener, the songs fade, like some songs fade out. Like the, they're still yeah. playing, but they're fading out. This one fades in. Like he starts playing and then it fades up the volume. Uh, and you just don't get that that much. I really love the raw sound of the guitars on this record. Yeah. Like this song showcases it really well. I feel like I can hear the amp instead of effects, even though I'm sure I'm still hearing plenty of effects. Oh yeah. Uh, also this has distorted bass and I like me some distorted bass. When oh yeah. It's used well and it was used very well. Yeah. I yeah. actually have lyrics from this song tattooed on me. Oh yeah. Uh, Are they the, <laughs> the ones tattooed correctly on you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, yes, listeners, I have wrong lyrics tattooed on you. Don't get high and get tattooed when you're young. 
Um, which <laughs> or is when you're happened. old, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but definitely not when you're young. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, the opening of this song is God is love and love is real. And I have God is love on my forearm. Oh, yeah. I'm showing Jeff now. Yeah. And it almost looks like cool is love because my tattoo artist, uh, he may have been high when he tattooed this on me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool song. Um, and it really stuck with me. That's yeah, me too. Uh, my exit unfair next song. It takes a minute to get into the song. And when I say that, I mean, literally, yeah, it's a long, like <laughs> weird inter like, you know, music thing for sure. Um, but it has a drum beat that reminds me of park, the band we're about to talk about later. Okay. Um, miles from park is one of my favorite drummers. So I hope you aren't mean to him later. Uh, the chorus is so <laughs> familiar feeling. Yeah. It has like a '90s grunge vibe hidden deep into this chorus. Yeah. Do you feel that at all? My exit unfair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like no. What song are you talking? Paper about? hanger. We didn't. I'm talking about paper hanger. I accidentally oh. went to my. Ex- all of that that I just said was about paper hanger. My okay. bad. Yeah, paper hanger is definitely more of a '90s vibe. Does it? Yeah, you feel that right? Oh yeah. My bad. My exit unfair still with the minute to get into the song. It's fun to hear a band. I was just thinking this. It's fun to hear a band with just straight up guitar riffs. Yeah. This song has a riff. Oh, yeah. This is what I love about certain bands have riffs. Yeah. These are the kind of bands with simple riffs. Like they have really interesting guitar parts, too. But the bands with simple riffs are the kind that actually inspire kids to play guitar. That's right. And because you can learn it like like some little kid or whatever in 2004 when this came out could learn to play that riff. That's right. Which is cool to me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's that's all I have about my exit unfair. Do you have anything on that? It's just a, a beautiful. I love the Jonah. Where's that boat going? <laughs> is that me? It is. No, it's well, not. Turn your notifications you. off. It's, it's you. It is. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Notifications. All right. Four word letter. This is the song that you said you heard on the sampler. Four word letter. That's correct. And when I say four word letter, that's three words, not forward. Four word letter. That's right. <laughs> this song, I it, it, the lyrics I found, I figured out some of the lyrics on this one. They stuck out big time because I'm like, oh, those are familiar. They pay homage to that Oh Brother Where Art Thou song. Down in the Mama, river to pray. let's go down. Oh, let's go down to the river to pray. Kind of creepy in this <laughs> the way he sings yeah. it. I guess it's creepy anyway. So he, in this song, he mentions his ex-girlfriend, Amanda. Oh, He says, oh, name. Nana, Amanda. Yeah. And uh, he dated this girl named Amanda. I know way too much about this band. Uh, He dated a girl named Amanda Staples for a long time. They broke up. And a lot of the breakup songs or a lot of the songs on um, both these records are kind of about that and relationships and stuff. So, yeah. And then right after this record, he started writing about vegetables and like nursery rhymes. So why do you do that? Because he's weird. Okay, there's a vocal at the end that's just a long like a vocal. Who is that? Who's doing that? So have you ever heard of the band Salters? No. So they were this like, I want to, so they were nomads and they played at all the Christian festivals and they were like big into Middle Eastern music. And so they had songs like, come now and join the feast. I mean, it was like their, their take on Tom Waits meets a circus. (laughs) And so they're, you probably love it. No, I hate it. Their banjo player who's doing that. That's who does it on this record? Yeah, and it's beautiful. It is. I loved it. It worked so well. 
I didn't do it justice. No, I go listen to it. You should have already if you're a real fan of this That's show. That's right. All right, Carousels brings that spoken word, vocal, even more spoken word. It's like if Connor O'Burst spoke this song. Sure. It's like, I need to find an interview with the guy, the what's his name? The Aaron Weiss. And just to hear if his actual wor- voice sounds like this. He um, is the weirdest talking guy. So he talks like, well, hello there. My name is Aaron Weiss. <laughs> and everything is very deliberate in how he says and what he says and how he talks. Does he have kids? He does now. He didn't for a long Imagine time. Imagine this guy yelling at his kids. I told you to pick up the toys. Anyway, how dare you? It's funny. Okay, carousels. Carousels. So I, uh, this song takes a trip, man. It does. It's kind of everywhere. And I'm not a jazz fan. I hate jazz, actually. But <laughs> you're not a hep cat. The more I listen to this, I can see an, a, a jazz influence on this band, and especially maybe at least the drummer. This this song. He's such a great drummer, he's, Ricky Mazzotta. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, lyrics from this one that are huge. Yeah. But if I didn't have you as my guide, I'd still wander lost in Sinai and counting the plates of cars from out of state, how I could jump in their path as they hurry along. And you surround me. You're pretty, but you're all I can see like a thick fog. If there was no way into God, I would never have laid in this grave of a body for so long. Boom. That's good. It he's a dope lyricist. Yeah. Son of a window. Son of a widow. Window. (laughs) Son of a window. That's why I didn't think the song was that good. Okay. (laughs) This is what probably meant the least to me on here. Sure. Um, It was fine, but I didn't care much for it. Nothing really stood out. Do you have anything to add to this song? I don't. I think it's a great song. It's good. It just was like compared to the rest of the record. Sure. So this band was a tooth and nail band, which is, you know, they're known mostly for being a Christian record label. That's right. We talked about this. Uh, so it was reviewed by Jesus Freak Hideout. Of course it was. It g- they gave it three and a half stars out of five. Idiots. I hope they die. Christianity Today gave it four and a half stars out of five. Cool. It scored a 91% out of 100 on Absolute Punk. Remember that website? Oh, heck yeah. A four out of five on all music. Okay. And it scores a five out of five for Jeff Allen. This record is fire. Yes. So good. Is this my first fire? No, you, I think you've had another one. I don't remember who it was, but you have. Oh, I'm so excited. I'd like to thank my mom (laughs) for throwing plates at me as a child. No. Uh, well, that's great, man. I'm really excited, uh, that you appreciated, not only appreciated this record, but, uh, gave it a fire rating yeah it's great and I, i'll listen i'll listen to it again i can't i'm so excited thank you jeff for making my day 2004 gave us a good record by me without you so Catch i for us the foxes i think i need to start every episode with i think you'll hate this <laughs> <laughs> on the episode before but uh cool great yeah. so now it's we're moving on my turn it's daddy's turn i was just about to say <laughs> it's daddy's turn Look, I started calling myself daddy because I have two sons and my wife and I call each other mom and dad at the house. Okay, all right. And so that's how daddy stuck. I promise I didn't call myself daddy before I had children. (laughs) But I love calling myself daddy because of the response that other people It would be so weird if you did. Yeah, I'm going to. I can't wait to be like, daddy's going to play today. Yeah. Welcome to to church. Uh, My name is daddy. (laughs) I would would never do that. Hi, I'm daddy. 
So, all right, we're moving on to this record called "It Won't Snow Where You're Going" by Park. Hell, that's hell, or Arizona, or yeah. same thing. Well, I'm going to Arizona. Ew. Ugh. Get so, better politics, Arizona. <laughs> they had that weird cop. That anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> so, this band is from Springfield, Illinois. Uh, they were on a record label called Lobster Records. Yes. Who else was on Lobster? The only other band that I'm really familiar with that was on Lobster for one record release was Yellow Card. Oh, okay. Um, so there was maybe a couple other bands that other people might know, but I didn't know them. And then I'm sure Park is one of those bands that other people who knew those bands didn't know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so they're from Springfield, Illinois. They were kind of a local band that got big. Okay. And then, you know, got to tour with some really great bands. And um, so when this record came out, it came out in 2003. It says on Spotify 06, it's incorrect. All the records say 06 on Spotify for some reason. Right. So I was in college at Elmhurst College in Chicago land. I hate it when people say that. Chicago land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in the suburb of Chicago, Elmhurst. And I knew that I thought this band was getting big. Because I found the record, like I wanted, I wanted to buy it, and I bought it at Best Buy. Okay, so I'm like, oh, they're huge now, right? So I got this record right. at Best Buy. I loved their the record before this. That was their first full length. Um, Did it sound like this? It sounded similar, but it sounded less produced. Got ya. So, <clears throat> um, yeah. So I, I loved this band. They were kind of like the hometown heroes. I lived pretty close to Springfield growing up. Okay, and would go see them play at like like Casey hall or veterans halls. And like there, this hotel had a banquet room that would let bands have shows in it and stuff. Never saw this band play at a club until last year, two, three years ago. Wow. How were they? They were great. Cool. The mix was off, but that's, that's not on them. No, that's not on them. We'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, this band sort of plays a, um, a role in how I met my wife. Oh, yeah. Tell the story. I knew my wife, but we weren't like I just knew her because she was on a worship team with me at church. Okay. And one day she actually didn't like me because she thought I was too bossy. Oh, I love her. The irony. (laughs) If you've ever met her. Brittany Renee. She's one of the bossiest women. (laughs) Bless your heart that I've ever met. And I love you so much. Uh she didn't like me. She thought I was too bossy. That's fair. Go ahead. I made her learn to sing harmony, which she is forever grateful for. Good. And uh, one day we're getting ready for sound check and I start playing a riff from their first record, No Signal. And she's like, is that Park? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I love Park. Blah, blah, blah. I know this guy. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it was really cool. And that's how we kind of connected and realized we liked each other. Did she look like a scene kid at she the time? She looked exactly like one. She had swoopy bangs, part like one blonde streak <laughs> through the front. Yes, yes she sure did. <laughs> Perfect. Like flat ironing that hair. Oh yeah, yeah. She was a scene kid. Uh, the the studded belt. Oh yes. Yeah. So anyway, it won't snow where you're going, Brando. What did we think of this record? So yeah, uh, I gotta say first and foremost that this band holds no nostalgia for me because the the genre that this band came out in is no longer in favor. Right. right. It sounds very much of the time. So because I wasn't into them and hadn't heard of them before, I will never love this band the way I probably would have if I had gotten into them when I dressed like a fat goth kid (laughs) with fingerless gloves (laughs) and uh, stank. Uh, This was produced by Cameron Webb. Uh, But yeah, I 
I am shocked this album came out in 2003 because it went on to influence a ton of bands. I hear direct influence. I mean, there's they were slightly ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. and I think that a lots of bands owe their sound to this band. So yep. let's let's get into it. Yep. Track one, gasoline kisses for everyone. Ah! <laughs> Song titles, but I'm not holding it against <laughs> yeah. them. Because everybody was doing this in the scene. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, my, I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, so dumb dumb lyrics, it's fine. Yeah. First thoughts. Terribly stupid band name. Or, or sorry, song, song name. name. Um, this song starts off with a sweet drum groove. And then mm. these staccato, tremolo, picking, distorted guitars come in. Mm. Before opening up to this, like, angular, like, gymnastic guitar. So cool. Acrobatic. Uh, between I think, like it. two guitar players. <laughs> yeah, there are two guitar players. Yeah. Okay, two thousand eight Brando would have shat the bed. Okay, <laughs> and lay bare in it, thinking of you, wide awake for days. Alkaline Trio lyrics um, about how cool this sounds. It's definitely dated by all the post-hardcore trappings of the time. Um, but since I came up in this in that scene, yeah. I instantly got it. Yeah. Uh, and I dug it. His voice is is dated again, but it's very strong for bands of this time. Most bands that you would hear records of that sang this way couldn't do it live. Right. Could he do it live? He could absolutely do it live. Great. Um, the chorus of this song, the pre-chorus especially, is super strong. Mm. Uh, it's def- it, it's I, I wrote that it was definitely influenced by or influenced bands like Fallout Boy, Saves the Day, and The Receiving End of Sirens. Mm. A nice mixture of pop punk, emo, and self-important post-rock. <laughs> uh, so. Or post-hardcore is what I meant. Yeah. All that being said, I really enjoyed myself mm. while listening to this. It doesn't blow me away, but it's extremely solid. Mm. It blew me away. Good. Of course, I came up in it. Like that's, you said, that's I, was, right. I bought this record off the shelf. You know what I mean? Like, What uh, year did you buy it? 2003 i bought it like the week it oh, came okay. out great yeah so yeah that makes sense so track two day one and counting mm. uh another emo post-hardcore sad song with angry guitars <laughs> they do more of those acrobatic guitar fun harmonies the songwriting see- seems still like super solid mm-hmm. the bass carries the foundation for this song and the tone of the bass is so good even though this is where that production comment comes in the production does leave something to be desired. Now, these songs are polished from an arrangement. Right. <clears throat> but, like, the drums, they sound great. I'll yeah. say the drums sound great. The bass sounds pretty good. The guitars are a little gainy hmm. for this kind of music. I wish they would have turned the game down just a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I still loved it. Uh Holding on uh, almost 20-year-old album in a subgenre isn't really fair. Right. Like, uh, it sounds like 2006 um, or 2003, uh, but perfectly so. These guys know how to write for the genre, and the songwriting is super impressive. Yeah. Day One and Counting has... Uh, the, that's the first place, I think, the first place you really hear of this backing vocal. Yeah. The backing vocal is the bass player. Uh, his name is Gabe Looker. Gabe is... Um, not in the band anymore. He was only in the band from what I understand through, from this record, like through this record. Okay. Gabe is actually a cop in Texas now. Uh, I know Texas, not well, (laughs) 
But yeah, anyway, it's complicated. His bass playing, his stage presence yeah. live was the best. I mean, it was the best. And then his yeah. vocal, his that he's the guy screaming through the rest of the record. When you hear screams, it's Gabe. I just love it. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, yeah, I loved the points where they would do two vocals. It mm. reminded me a lot of Brand New. Or, uh, I'm sorry, um, Taking Back Sunday when Jesse Lacey was in the band. Or not Jesse not, Lacey. J- uh, John Nolan. John Nolan. He's Jesse, in the band again. Jesse Lacey was in that band. Way back, yeah. yeah. But we're moving on. Yeah. Uh, good song. Now, the next song. And now Jesse Lacey's in no bands. Because guess what? Anyway. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I I loved brand new, and I would love, and I'll still listen to the songs that I've downloaded that they don't get paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it broke my heart to hear how creepy he was, and I hope he's getting the help he needs. And it sounds like he is. I hope so. That doesn't mean you get to be a rock star ever again, right? Uh, this next song, track three, is called Pomona for Impusa. Yeah, is, <laughs> is that how you say it? I don't know. Okay, uh, Pomona I- for Impusa. <laughs> Um, Impusa. The first screams appear. Yeah. What do we think? <laughs> oh, no. These are worse than the screams uh, from the band Thursday. And Thursday has the worst screams of all time. Incorrect. See, okay, here's why. Because I was telling you I wish we had a Jeff Rickley, like, Thursday yeah. screams. I like it, so obviously I'm going to like this. So when they scream, it sounds like, literally, someone came up behind them and, like, <laughs> hit them with a cat of nine tails. <laughs> Um, but I didn't mind it like because they're so scattered and like I think they only happen twice in this song uh, during the choruses but again I'm really impressed by the songwriting and the intelligent arrangements that aren't just like paint by numbers terrible fat records punk rock Um, the guitar tones leave a lot to be desired here but they are for sure of the time this song isn't my favorite on the record but it's really solid and like, if, if you're a fan of the band Dance, Gavin Dance, they owe all of their career, everything they've ever done to this song by this band. Interesting. I don't like that band. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the part, like, the vocal scream is just, she's sad! That's right. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah. She's sad! She's sad! But that's Gabe. <laughs> hey, Gabe. Uh, hope you're loving this. Uh, I'll never hear it, probably. Okay. Track four. A conversation with Emily. Conversations with Emily. Okay, whatever. Is this a brand new song or an Alkaline Trio ballad? That's what this reminded me of. It, sure. Great melody again. It's an, actually a nice change of pace for the record. Like, just as you said, where um, Disaster Tourism was placed on oh, yeah. Catch Rose the Foxes, this is a great r- placement. Uh, to kind of break up the record, even though there's 10 tracks and this isn't exactly half sure. the record. Um, I loved where the change of pace came. Okay. Let's go back real quick to, to the me without you record and this record together. Okay. I like records that do this. And this, both of these records did this from time to time. I like when, and it was big during this era when, when like songs would bleed into the next track. Yes. Love that. And because it really, Tie, it ties the room together. No, uh, it's great. This this song has a good example of that from yeah. the last track. Yeah, um, and so did and 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 the me without you record right. too. Uh, so the singer says his name in this song, and it's Lad, <laughs> but with two D's. Lad Mitchell. Lad, Lad, Lad. 
Uh, number one, your name is Lad. <laughs> now he could actually end up hearing this. Okay. Now I hope he does. Lad, if you're listening, that's a silly name, <laughs> and it's coming from someone who chose and has chosen to go by Brando instead of Brandon. Yeah. So take that for what you will, Lad. Uh, <laughs> So can we talk? I'm going to send this to them. We should tag them when we release That's this fine. and see if they listen. Well, we'll see if you want to tag this at the end of this. Oh, great. Uh, you will. I probably. <laughs> um, so can we also talk about, there's a huge problem with this band that we have not addressed. Oh no. Um, this band named themselves park. Do you know how hard it is to Google it's a band t- called park? Because there's also a band called Lincoln Park and Park the band. <laughs> is there really? There is. So even when I typed oh in gosh. Park the band into Google, <laughs> number one, I have no ah. clue what these guys look like because they're nowhere. Yeah. So this may have just been before the internet was. I mean, like, basically, if MySpace were still around, there'd be so much about them. Sure. But MySpace lost all of their mu- music practically. Yeah, I guess I could have gone to their Facebook page, but I, I didn't want to go through. How the would you struggle. have found it? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. You're not wrong. The, by the way, if you are looking for them on Instagram, it's Listen to Park at Listen to Park. Okay, I'll definitely check that out because I I need to know a what this band looks like now. But B, what they looked like back then. I wish I could have seen a music video. If I'm being honest, and I'll show you a music video. Yeah. Lad looks exactly the same. Okay. Because Lad is a man who was not blessed, like yourself, with great hair genes. Okay, number one. So, like myself too. I'm I'm losing it. No, no. Uh, Okay, let's move on before it gets sad. No, I'm just saying Lad looks, you know, similar because he he's a bald guy with glasses and he was then and he is now and like what's the difference? Is he a big guy? No. He's actually quite short. Oh, okay. And uh-huh. I don't want to rail on him for being yeah. short because it's I would rather have a He'll voice. call me fat. <laughs> yeah, I would rather have a voice like his. Yeah. Uh so Lad, if you're listening, your band name's stupid, your name's kinda dumb. <laughs> But uh, this song was good. Conversation with Emily. It's where the uh, it's the the, the uh, it won't snow where she is going. It says that That's in the lyrics. Right. It's kind of where it won't snow where you're going. Yeah. Now it's a great story song. But you hate story songs. I love story. I songs. I thought you didn't like them. Bruce Springsteen and Arcade Fire are two of my favorite bands. That's fair. But why do I think you didn't like story songs? I love story songs. Okay. It's hard to like a story song in this genre. Well, that's true. It was di- it's different. Yeah, but it, I, I thought it was super solid. I think his voice is really cool, actually. Yeah, this song was so emo. Most, like, of, the, most of the bands of this time had singers who just couldn't sing. Yeah. And they would fix it in the studio. This dude could sing. Yes. I just remember thinking how freaking amazing you know this song was when it came out because like it's a change of pace on the record like you said yeah and uh it was yeah it gave me the feels man what can i say anyways uh moving on yeah and you know if you ever do listen to this lad uh, just to make you feel better about me saying your name was dumb and it is uh is that i look like george rr R. martin's kid <laughs> or or uh brian posein so god already punished me <laughs> Uh, the next song, I'm also going to have to rail on this title because it's called Witch Wrist First. Now, at the time, bands thought that they could be really deep and, and uh, tortured artists if they had uh, any references to 
suicide or anything like that. So I wrote down this, and then I want you to respond okay. at, at a point. Stop. What a stupid, dumb song name. <laughs> now, suicide and mental health is a super real and super serious topic, but that's not what's happened in the scene around this time. This is just adolescent angst and over-emotional play, ploy at sounding deep and tortured. I sure hope you're not about to tell me that someone in this band killed themselves or tried to because then I'll feel terrible. Go ahead. To my knowledge, no one did. Okay, but thank I God. Obviously, you talked about it from, from me without you, the suicide yeah. thing. This record has so many like little mentions of suicide that they had to put, I don't know if they had to, but they did put in the liner notes and on the back of the record, like the suicide prevention numbers and the foundation for suicide links. And Oh, well, cool. Uh, they had to put all that. And this is what it said. The band addressed their choice of subject matter with the following statement within their CD liner notes. It says this, this album is purely an artistic interpretation of personal experiences. Although there are some references in certain songs suggesting suicide, by no means are they saying that suicide should be an option during a sad or upsetting time in life. If you or someone you know is ever in a situation where you feel suicidal, there is always someone to talk to, friends, family, or counselors, and then they provided all those links and phone numbers. Well, guess who's a jerk? <laughs> Me. So I take back everything I said. Now, it's still a good critique of the time. Yeah. You know, like... yeah. Black my wrist and black my or cut my wrist and black my eyes. What song was that? What is that? Hawthorne Heights. That's right. Ohio is for lovers. I saw our friend Scott reached out to That's you about right. that. I hate Hawthorne I Heights. I figured you did so much. But you, yeah, you don't like most of those bands though. No, because there were so many bands who did it better, and the fact that Hawthorne Heights got big. Are you kidding? Me? I'm going to tell him to listen to this and then beat you up because no, he could. Scott, please don't beat me up. Scott could beat. You and me up at the same oh, time. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he could like roller skate between us and yeah. double clothesline us. That, he would take us and smash us in the faces. <laughs> Scott would uh, w washes his clothes on his abs. <laughs> so and then his kid would come over and spit on us. Yeah, not that his kid would never do that. He's yeah. the sweetest child. Their kid and my kid are uh, big buddies. Yeah, so, game buddies. Let's All move right, on because on. none well, of you well, know what we're on, talking hold about. Hold on, hold on. Th this record I thought had some interesting lyrics a shipwreck an anchor a slow sinking sailor somehow some way someone bound to stay it's in this grave we lay watery and saved i like those words anyway it's just like when you were that the, it, at that time and it, right if you were at the, that time in the right age it was so angsty yeah the I, worst thing in the world happening to you was the the least worst thing that could happen now. Right. I think of the song 70 times seven by brand yes. new, which I give a pass to, but it, well, I give of, this a pass too. I, well, I heard it back then. Yeah. So because I'm hearing these lyrics that you just read at uh, 33, fair, fair. I'm like, maybe not, <laughs> but of the time, like that's the thing. This is a time capsule. Yeah. And at 2003, had I heard it then I would have had those tattoos. Like I would have park lyrics tattooed on me. Yeah. 100%. Because they're better than a lot of the bands that were doing it. Yeah. Like, it, when you're in a genre that has a ton of bands that sound very similar, it's very easy to pick out good and bad bands. So, yes. like, from first to last, a good band. Silverstein, a terrible band. Um, <laughs> you know, so so they're, like... Uh, Senses Fail. Terrible band. See, a lot of people like Senses Fail. Sure, a lot of people like... I saw Senses Fail live. Trump. With... Matchbox Romance, you remember that band? I they have one record that's incredible. Well, they have two records that are 
That we I, are, we are the monsters. The one that, uh, that's a good, that's a great song. But the first record is the one I saw them play because they were just out. It was 2003. It was at yeah. the Metro, and, yeah. and and then a Mill and Colin. Those bands toured together. Anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole. I, I can't wait, and we need yeah. to keep going here, right? Okay, I mean, we're only halfway through this record. Okay, uh, so I'll finish off. I said this song does feel kind of stock to me which wrist first uh-huh Ugh. like they needed an extra song for the record so they just wrote the easiest riffs they could uh the end of the song is super cool though like how it climaxes number six numerous murders cool riffs sounds exactly like a riff i wrote when i was 18 so <laughs> it, it like i was like hey you stole my riff. Maybe I'm good. <laughs> From 2003 when I was a junior in high school. <laughs> they never heard of you. No, they still don't. Um, yeah. And so I wrote, they kind of remind me of the band Beloved. Did you ever mm. get into that No, band? I never did. So I can't wait to make you listen to that record. Um, the chorus is super strong, if very of the time. Jeff, this is a really solid record so far. Okay. Do you have anything to say about Numerous Murders? No, we can move on. Dear Sweet Impaler. See, you're good. Are you going to say more about the titles? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, maybe later, but not here. I think the drummer in this band is dope. He's not only dope, but he, I don't, I've never, never really met him, but I, I know from sources that he's a dope dude. Yeah. So that makes me like him more. Yeah. The drummer in this band is so good. Um, and I have no clue what most of the lyrics are in this band because I can't, again, just like you, upon first listen, the way they're mixed, everything, I can't understand half the stuff Chris Conley sings either. Right. That's why I need to get out my lyrics and read through them. I bet this is a song, though, that they never played live hmm. because you can hear this is at the top of this dude's range, lad. Yeah. The song is fine. Not my favorite, but it's it's fine. I love this stutter guitar stuff that happens after the first chorus. That like, blah, 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 where he's like either punching a pedal that's muting it or like yeah. unplugging it or doing something. Um, I like that stutter effect, but it's a good song. Yeah. Your latest victim, Busy Guitars. This is the first time the guitars sound doing those gymnastics things uh -huh. where it actually bothered me because they got in the way of the vocals Ugh. and things were standing on each other. But that being said, it only happens for a brief moment. Yeah. But here's what bothers me is they do that. They're doing that acrobatic thing. And then one of the harm harmony guitar parts drops out, but the other guy keeps going. Yeah. And he should have picked a different part. You didn't like it. No, okay. but it felt to me like one guy chose to do some like, you know, uh, oh, what is it? Down picking, like uh -huh. uh, eighth notes or sixteenth notes, whatever. And the other guy's just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna play this. <laughs> but it's a cool guitar part, and I can't wait to learn it. <laughs> uh, super solid, still. Stand for the nicotine. Bar. Yeah. Track nine. This would be easier if you <laughs> would just die. Love the name. Yeah. <laughs> I know so many people that I actually feel this way about. <laughs> Like, my life would be better and easier if they died. Now, I am not hoping that they die. Of I course. hope they stay alive. But there's, I think if you're honest and you ask most people and you say, do you wish anyone, if you could kill anyone alive right now, would you if you could get away with it 100%? I think everyone in their heart of hearts, if it was really an offer, would say, of course. I, there's some people that got to go. Um... So I loved the intro of the song. 
I feel like he has borrowed this melody from some of the other songs okay. that we've already heard. Uh-huh. But that dissonant part in the chorus, that guitar part, yep. where it's just one note away but an octave apart, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, really had fun with it. Number 10. The last song. Codex Avalum? Avalum? I don't know. Co- Codex Avalum. Cool guitar parts. I've said this a lot. This band can't. So my criticisms are going to come in right here. Hold on. Let me let me hear this. Avalum. 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 Aflac. Uh, cool guitar parts. This band can be kind of one note. Ugh. That's really my only complaint about the record. I want him to do something different vocally. Um, okay, come on. No, hold on. All right. Because uh, other than that Emily song, talking to Emily. <laughs> Letters yeah, to Emily. Yelling at Emily. Um, <laughs> they don't have any more. Conversations like, with Emily. I got it wrong. Ballads. That's what I said. You said talking to. Well, not originally. Well, that's the Kentucky version. Okay. Talking to. Yelling with. Going to give her a talk. Um, conversating. Uh, it's one of my biggest complaints about bands in this genre uh, that they typically only do one thing. Even if they do it well, they only do one thing. Um, and so none of like like you think of bands that I like um, that are in a similar genre, not exactly the same, but like My Chemical Romance, like they have different sounding songs. Bleh. You're wrong. Bleh. Well, you're mostly wrong. Teenager scare. The no, living. that's a that's a cool song. It's a cool song, and it's different from their other songs. But that's not the record I'm talking about. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge and The Black Parade are both great records. Ugh. No, you're wrong. Um, anyway, uh, but I just think about bands who just change it up from time to time. I wish we had more of that. But again, I thought this was all solid. But I'd give the same criticism to something corporate or um, yeah, something corporate saves the day. Um, uh, saves the day for their for a full record because like they yeah. change later when they're, when they're no that's what, what I'm talking mean? about okay. like per record like that from first to last record uh, my teenage bullcrap has a body count I don't know anything about that man okay the used yeah I'm not a big fan either but I know about them <sighs> well the used only have one good record Bert but McCracken. anyway um, but I get it that this that would have been me which back name in the is, day which name is worse Lad Mitchell okay or, singer or Burt McCracken from the used well Burt McCracken is so much in my zeitgeist and like my his like do you remember the Burt is my homeboy shirt no yeah my buddy JM had one and uh yeah Burt McCracken and his <laughs> That's dad a terrible name his dad Phil <laughs> <laughs> Phil McCracken uh, he, his dad uh, must have made that joke hey yo no I don't know if that was his name <laughs> I'm just a dad uh so the screaming made me laugh, Ugh. but I get it because that would have been me back in the day fighting for every scream on that record. That second song, day one and counting, I drink to forget your face. It's awesome. I drink to forget your face. It's I think that's what it says. Or something. Yeah, it doesn't matter. None of these lyrics matter. Um, nah, that's not true. That's not like, true. They- again, if I was 18, I just yeah. remember this used to be my favorite style of music. Me too. And like when I go back and listen to those records from this time or from that time that I was really into, I sing every word as loud as I like that first under oath yeah. record that got big reinventing your exit or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, I might just be very immature cause I can still like dig lyrics like this. Even if I hear them for the first time, 
They're only chasing safety is the record I was talking mm. about. Reinventing your exit song on it. But uh but yeah, it's still the fact that I didn't hate it immediately <laughs> and that it still holds up and that I think this band did this style of music better than bands and before bands of the time that were way bigger than them make rating this record a little difficult because mm. everything in me now wants to give it this is okay. This is this is a good record. Right. But of the time, I think I would have given it fire. But because I don't have that nostalgia, it is a it is a good record. Is that a rating? We don't have. We only have. It's okay. It's our new. But rating. it's okay means it's good. It's, it's good. It's fine. It's good. I really like it. That's what I'm going to give the record. Well, you're wrong. I am giving it. This record is quite oh, literally fire but okay good you're wrong but i'm disappointed in you really good i'm sad i i don't know man like i feel like i'm not like, mad at you i'm just disappointed <laughs> like i would go back and give brand news deja entendu a record of this record's no. fire oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 but if i listen to it now without any context had i listened to it now without any context it would have gotten it's okay hmm. because i didn't have that like it sounds so dated and it's so hard to like go back on a genre I've mostly left behind for you. It is for me because I think that this is going a little in the weeds, but I think that like for me, I think that you could describe if you never heard me without you the same way. Yeah. But I still love it. Like that kind of music. I love it. If bands come out with it now, I'm into it. Yeah. Like, so that's why for me it was fire. This, yeah. this record forever is fire. So whatever. Okay. Let us let we, we hope that you've listened and enjoyed yourself as we strolled memory lane a little bit with these two bands. Cause both bands came out a year apart. Yeah. Park in 2003 and me without you in 2004. Uh, Jeff, it's been great uh, being with you today. And we are now at the point of the podcast uh. where we, are going to tell each other what we want each other to listen to next. That's right. So I am embarrassed by my lack of uh, recommending records with women on them. Okay. So I'm going to give you a fire record that came out in the past few years. Phoebe Bridgers, Stranger in the Alps. Stranger... In the Alps. Yeah, I think I've made you listen to some of this before. Yep. But never in a like critical way or in a you know uh, enjoyment way. Just like in the car while we're talking crap on the way to get you know yeah work done or eat pho or whatever. Well, I was thinking the same thing. So I'm looking forward to that record. I, oh, I, I haven't much heard Phoebe Bridgers, but uh, I've I've heard her a little bit on um, Sirius XM. Yeah. So, she just put out a new record, yeah. but I'm giving you her the one right before it. Okay. All right. So I was thinking the same thing about women. I, I gave you Tegan and Sarah. That's right. But we're going to do um, a singer-songwriter you probably never heard. And you did First Aid Kit. Oh, yeah. That's right. So here we go. Female again, though. Okay. You've probably never heard this name in your life. Maddie Diaz. Dude. Yeah, I've never you heard, heard of you. I'm the most gullible person. You should have just seen our, my face. I dated Maddie. <laughs> she broke my heart and owes me 30 bucks. All the songs on this record, Plastic Moon. 
or okay. about you. Plastic Moon by Maddie Diaz. Plastic Moon by Maddie Diaz and Stranger in the Alps by Phoebe Bridgers. Mm. So if you're out there and you've been thinking, man, these guys hate women. Now you know. Now, like, if you know me, you already know Brando loves female fronted pop music. Mm. Unapologetically, like Carly Rae Jepsen, let's go. Yep. But when it comes to singer-songwriters, this this is the my setup for you. Foreshadowing. She is the best indie folk artist, period. Not just female, period, making music right now. Well, thank you so much for the distinction that's not just female. You freaking Yeah. Not just female. Thanks for that. All. Dis- thanks for that distinction all. that we needed. All. Because of your all toxic masculinity. Well, it, it's in there. That's so, what that's why I smell so bad. So Maddie Diaz, I will say then, is the most underrated in the genre because mm. people don't know her and they should. Is it indie singer songwriter? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I hope her voice doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Okay. So, um, what year did that record, your Phoebe Bridges record, come out? Do you know off the top of your head? I want to say 2017, at the end of 2017 or 2018. Okay. This record by Maddie Diaz came out in 2012. 12. So okay. That's what we're dealing with. So, there you have it, uh, nerds. We are going to have fun. Please uh, check us out on all the socials at Burn This Record. And uh, yeah, definitely get on Instagram and Facebook and tell us what you think. Uh, you can find this wherever podcasts are found. Obviously, you've already found it because you're listening. Mm. And then, Jeff, I want to do something fun. Okay. So on the on the episode right after this next one. Okay. I want us to. We'll talk about this off air. So you're getting a, a pre, like a preview into the the ideas. But we have talked about doing a one hit wonders. Episode, oh yeah. And I would really like to do that. So I want us to pick three one hit wonders a piece. Okay. And we will come back and talk about that in two weeks. Okay. So that's one where you won't have any record to listen to, but you can just come in for the fun. Mm. And I think I'll splice in the songs. Okay. Uh, so be, be excited for that. And we love you. Most of you. I've said this before. Uh, we love most all of you. And thanks so much for listening. And we will see you next week.